0: Hello, welcome back to Sending You Hugs. This is your host, Allison. This podcast is all about learning how to build a healthy relationship with yourself, be more in tune with your emotions, free yourself from limiting beliefs, and learn unhealthy patterns, of behavior, and to show for yourself to embody the person you want to be. Let's own the fact that we're not yet where we want to be, but we're on our way there. We are here to elevate ourselves and to transform our life, to live life with more intention, presence, and joy. So I was going to record this episode like later on this week but something super interesting just happened to me so I want to quickly jump on here to at least record this segment first just to share you guys what happened in like the past hour or two. So I'm recording this on a Wednesday by the way. I have one class today so I was running a little bit late like a little behind schedule so I parked at this parking lot on campus. I usually don't park on campus I usually park at this like other parking lot that's like like five to ten minutes away of walking distance to where my classes usually are for free (laughs) um but I parked and then I just quickly rushed to class and when I came back my car wasn't there like I had a mental image of where like exactly where my car was parked because I knew I was parked in between this kind of dusty sedan and this really gigantic black SUV so I walked up and down and i was like i don't see my car and i knew exactly where i parked my car so i knew either my car got towed or got stolen so i feel like normally if somebody was in my situation their car got towed for the first time ever because i had like this had never happened to me before um the worst that ever happened is if i forgot where i parked my car and i have to go through like um the extensive trouble of trying to find my car because this happened to me one time when I parked at like an underground parking garage and I literally forgot where I parked my car because I didn't take the ticket with me but that's a story for another day so the worst that ever happened to me was like me forgetting exactly where I parked my car and having to like set aside a little bit of time just to find it's really only like a minute or two but so I had never gotten my car towed before but I was not panicking I feel like I'm really good at handling I don't want to say emergent situations but like just being quick on my feet I think I'm pretty resourceful in that sense like when um a situation comes up I'm the type of person that's like okay let's see what see the situation for where it really is um identify the problem and then come up with a strategy plan and like course of action so that I can tackle the problem and try to like resolve it so that's exactly what I started doing I went to problem solving mode right away I was like okay so first of all my car is either towed or stolen but let's go with the more likely scenario which is that like my car got towed by parking services because I forgot to pay the previous ticket or two um I was initially going to go to the building uh for the parking lot where I parked my car at to see if they, you know, like the people working front desk saw anything, like if they had security footage. But then before I stepped in, I realized it's a lot better and more efficient if I just call my school's parking services. So I Googled my school's parking services, found their phone number and extension number, called them, they picked up right away. And then I was like, hey, I parked my car here and I drive this car do you know if my car got towed and the lady on the phone was so helpful she told me that oh yeah like this type of car came in um it's because you have unpaid tickets blah 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 and that like you need to come in and pay the tickets so that I was just asking follow-up questions I was processing what she said and I was like okay like if I like oh she didn't tell me that um I'll have to pay the tickets for me to get my car back but that's like you know common sense but I was the person that. asked her the questions like how do I get my car back do I just have to pay my tickets or do I have to go somewhere else or wherever and I was asking questions like where do I have to go and would I be getting my car back on the same day and where is my car currently being held at and like do I need to go pick it up or is someone gonna come drop off my car to where it was parked before like stuff like that so then After I got off the phone, I quickly walked over to that side of the campus where the parking services was at. I went in, paid my tickets. The lady was really nice. I don't know if they do this for every student, but maybe I want to think it's because I was pretty calm and collected and I was like approaching the situation in a very polite way like understanding manner like I was not I had I didn't have any negative emotions associated with my car being towed because you know your actions have consequences like this happened because I didn't pay my previous parking tickets and obviously I don't like this situation but that doesn't mean I'm gonna be taking it out on a people who's literally just doing her job like doing their jobs so then um the lady like right when I got there she's all were you the person that spoke to me on the phone earlier I'm like yeah and then she's like okay what I can do is like I would forfeit your first ticket because I first offense or whatever and then she brought down my second ticket to like from I don't know how much to like $30 but I think originally I was supposed to pay $90 of parking tickets for the school and then she brought it down to only $30 of charge and then she did tell me this is the part where she kind of dropped a bomb on me because I did not know this before. And obviously um, it's news to me because I never got on my car towed before, but you will have to pay a fee to the parking, uh sorry, to the towing services um, and that's separate from the school. So I cleared my parking tickets with the school by paying that $30. But then on top of that, to the towing truck services or whatever, the company that like towed my car, I also had to pay them a 30, $135 of fees. Um, so when she told me that, obviously, I was like, okay, like, this is news to me. But, you know, I just kind of accepted it, practicing my radical acceptance was like, what even is there to It's It makes sense. Like, they're not towing my car for free. Like, there are people that are working at a company, holding this job, like, and they need their salary and like how are they getting their income you know through this so I think that was just my way of thinking to get myself proactively not even to be upset like I had zero negative emotions still going into this point I was just following with my like course of action that I came up with and like trying to get to the part where like I obviously get my car back um I think what's really surprised me about all of this is just how calm and like how well I reacted and like responded to the situation. Because I feel like there are definitely people that will be either frustrated or um, at least annoyed or even mad at the situation, or they'll be mad with the people they're interacting with, like this person that's working at parking services, and later on, the person that um, is releasing my car from the Uh, pound lot sorry from the what is that place called (laughs) um anyways the person that's releasing my car the person that told my car to begin with but I honestly was just really like nice and pleasant towards the both of them the entire time because I know they're just people doing their job and then the way I was thinking about the situation is you know like obviously I'm spending uh 150 160 dollars today that I really did not really expect to spend but at least I got my car back at least my car's not stolen because that would have been so much worse like if my car was actually stolen I would have definitely been upset and very angry and just panicking and at a loss so I was looking on the price and I was like hey at least my car is not stolen at least I'm actually getting it back and the weather was beautiful today Um, It was, like, probably three degrees and sunny. Like, there's zero cloud in sight. It's so blue. Um, It's just, like, a warm and breezy day, which is really good for, like, Ontario weather in the winter. So I was also just telling myself, like, hey, like, ever since I got my car, I've been driving everywhere. But at least, you know, this is a blessing in disguise where I'm just enjoying the fresh air more and really getting my steps in and like having an opportunity to like walk around and being in nature more. So I think that's the way I was looking at like the situation approaching and be like, hey, at least I'm getting, you know, more walks in. Um and then yeah, I paid went to the place where they were holding my car, which honestly was really close to the parking lot where I originally parked my car at. Uh, the guy showed up. I had to pay him for the towing fees. Um, and then after everything went through, after like e-transfer was like, you know, went through and deposited, he opened the gate for me so I could go and get my car. And he was like, um, he essentially just told me that, like, obviously he doesn't like towing people's cars. And he wished me having a better rest of my day and I literally just said, I will. And I said, have a great day too. Because I'm trying Pilates for the first time later today. I'm super excited for that. And then I was just like, hmm. Like, he was like, I don't know. Like, just something he said about how, you know, he doesn't enjoy towing people's cars. And like, obviously, this would be a mishap or like something people prefer not to happen to them <laughs> at all. And that I feel like there's something that would like ruin a person's day, depending on like the person. But honestly, to me, it didn't affect me at all. Like, like, it affected me financially, but it didn't affect me emotionally or like mentally. Like, I just treated it as, you know, life, like things happen in life. And then I responded to it pretty well. Um, I was just looking at it with such positivity and. The fact that it wasn't stolen, the fact that the weather was beautiful outside and I got my steps in and I was enjoying the fresh air and all of my interactions with, like, the people uh, involved in the situation were also, like, really smooth and pleasant. Um, So, yeah, overall, even though, like... I don't like getting my car towed because that was a little scary in the few initial seconds. I was like, oh, my car's gone. (laughs) Other than that, like, I honestly attribute this whole thing to, like, just the the power of positive thinking. And that's why I really want to jump on here to share this story. I know this is, like, dragging on way longer than I thought it was going to be, but I really want to, like, get my point across just to emphasize how your way of thinking can really shape your reality. Because the matter of facts are that I got my car towed and that's, you know, uh, unfortunate events. But the way you think about things in life, they really impact just your overall state of being and your happiness and your mental health and stuff like that. So, yeah, like I don't consider this like, oh, this tragic thing happened to me. I just consider it as like, oh, interesting. I got my car towed for the first time ever. Let's hope that doesn't happen again. And then I just carried on with the rest of my day. So, yeah, the word of the week for this week is let's think gratitude. I think gratitude has made such a positive impact on my day to day life. I keep a five minute gratitude journal and Even it's especially um, clear today that just the way I approach the situation with gratitude and positivity, it really helped with um, me not panicking or being angry or frustrated at a situation, even though it could definitely have been perceived as something overly negative. So that's the word of the week. And three things I'm grateful for this week. The first thing, I'm grateful that my car wasn't stolen, that I had her back. I actually took it to the car wash and I like the manual car wash right after. Um, so she's squeaky clean again. <laughs> um and the second thing I'm grateful for is the concert I went to yesterday. So I went to a concert yesterday in Toronto. We my friend and I went to see Ari Lennox. If you don't know her, you have to check out her song. She's absolutely phenomenal. The entire concert, the show was sensational like it was so beautiful so good I love 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 life music in general I love concerts and her tickets were astonishingly cheap like I expected them to be a lot more given how um good Ari Lennox is and like the fan base that she has established but for general admission like for the floor ticket it was only like 60 something dollars like close to 70 which wasn't bad at all so I absolutely loved the concert it was just sensational breathtaking the vibes were immaculate um I had never been to that concert venue before even though I have been to a lot of like other concert venues in Toronto and just like other concerts in general but that concert venue it's called history in Toronto um it was just like I don't know I don't know if it's the decorations or how the lighting's were for our Lennox concert specifically, but I actually really enjoy the vibes there and just how it was set up and how it lived the entire layout of the venue. Okay, the third thing I'm grateful for this week is the fact that I'm socializing more because I think in the last episode I said, like, I've been my hermit phase. It went on for literally weeks, if not close to maybe a month, but I think right now I'm slowly stepping out of my hermit phase and like seeing my friends more and I have quite I don't want to say super full but I definitely have a fuller social calendar and social schedule this week compared to my previous weeks and I'm super excited to just like see my friends again who I had not seen for quite some time so yeah those are the things I'm grateful for this week and now let's get into the bulk of this episode In today's episode, episode three, I'm going to be talking about things that changed my life. So there are certain hobbies or things I do that just has transformed my life for the better and I can never look back. Um, The first thing is meditation. I've been meditating for literally years and I cannot rave enough for meditation. I wish I can get everybody on this planet to try meditation. It is absolutely life-changing um, I understand that meditation can be a little intimidating and daunting because you literally are supposed to sit there still for at least five minutes. I know there are people that meditate for so long, like half an hour, but I'm not one of those people. I meditate for like 10 to 15 minutes, usually on a daily basis. Um, I do that first in the morning just so I'm in a good headspace and I can set my intentions for the rest of the day. But circling back to why people usually find it intimidating to meditate it's just the idea of sitting still and sitting with their thoughts I was definitely struggling heavy with meditation in the very beginning but honestly trust me practice will get you so far like everybody struggles with meditation in the very beginning but you can't really get better at something unless you try it again and again like there's no mastery without practice you can't really just meditate for the first time and bang, you're already an expert at meditation. And there like, even if you meditate for months or even years, there's still gonna be sessions where you're meditating and you find yourself like unable to really calm down and just observe and let your thoughts go. Like that still happens. But one of the things I really like, I don't remember where I originally heard it from, but there's no such thing as a bad meditation session. Just the fact that you're taking the time to show up for yourself, to love yourself, that is good enough. Like just the fact that you're setting aside five minutes, 10 minutes, or 15 minutes, or however long that you wish your meditation to be to practice mindfulness, that's something that you should applaud yourself for, to like pat yourself on the back for. Meditation, I want to quickly clear up for people that haven't really tried it or don't know too much about it. It's not about stopping your thoughts. We're humans, we're always gonna have a mind that like are constantly screaming things at us. We're like our mind are constantly running however many miles per hour. It's like it's always so active. Meditation is not about like just having a blank mind where no thoughts come and go. It's about being able to let your thoughts come up, simply observe them and let them go, and not having to, like, not holding on to your thoughts, because a lot of times in life, we typically really get to our heads, and then we're not very good at just letting our thoughts go, or letting our emotions go, and meditations really help with that, they really help hone your skill with just simply observing your thoughts and your emotions, because we don't have to react, we don't have to respond to all of our thoughts or emotions, there are so many of them, like, you got to choose what you want to respond to. Um, with some emotions, with some thoughts, they just come up. And their only role in your life is just a reminder. But then you can let, choose to let them go without dwelling on them too much. I think ever since I started practicing mindfulness and like I took a meditation, my days are a lot calmer. I noticed such a fundamental difference between the days I do meditate and the days I don't. When I don't start off my day of meditation, I notice that my days feel a lot more hectic. Like, it doesn't even have to be the day that's necessarily objectively more like objectively busier, but I would just feel less at ease. I'll feel more on edge. And like, it just like that day would just feel more chaotic and more hectic. Compared to days where I do start off my days with a meditation, that's why nowadays I always start my day with meditation. I make time to meditate. So, yeah, I definitely highly recommend you guys to try out meditation. Um, I've tried out a bunch of different apps like Calm or Headspace, but the app that I currently use personally is an app called Inside Timer. I highly recommend it, it's amazing. It has a bunch of guided meditations. They vary in terms of like instructors, topics, and length, and you can really cater to your needs and desires. So depending on what you want to focus on for the day, like maybe you want to get a meditation that's focused on self-love, or maybe you want to get a meditation that's focused on relieving anxiety and stress from work because the narration um, for those kind of meditations will vary depending on the topic that you're going for, the area you want to focus on. Inside Timer is the perfect app for you. I've been using it for literally years, so that's why I'm recommending it to you guys, but feel free to try other apps as well, just to see what you like most. Okay, so for this part of the episode, while I was re-listening to it, there was like this constant dull thud in the background that was getting really annoying, so I decided to just re-record this segment. I believe I just finished talking about how meditation transformed my life for the better. So the next hobby I'm going to be touching on is journaling. I've always journaled since I was a kid. I loved having just a physical book to write about my day. I tried switching to a digital diary when I was in high school. I think I used this website called Penzu because occasionally they still send me emails saying, oh, this X amount of years ago, you wrote about this on this day. And that's how I remember, oh, I actually tried digital journaling a while back. But I think I did that for less than a year and I switched back to um, having a physical journal to write about my day on. That's just what I prefer. There's something super therapeutic about just writing things down on paper compared to typing about your day and how things make you feel on a keyboard in front of a laptop. Especially now that we're in front of a digital screen for so much of our time, I really particularly enjoy just like not having to be on my phone or laptop to journal like that I will highly recommend journaling have never tried it I think everybody journals about slightly different things because I've gotten asked this question before like just by my friends who were curious about like getting into journaling I personally journal about my day like when I journal I used to just journal literally on a daily so I would write about my day like what transpired throughout the day, things that really stuck out to me, I would write like the most amount of details into my journal as if I was writing a whole ass no- novel. I will write about um, my interactions with people, what I did that day, how I responded to situations, my emotions, um, my thoughts, just anything and everything that came to mind, I would write about it on paper. A lot of the times I feel like journaling not only helps alleviate some of the negative emotions that I might feel from like or got built up during the day or if I'm dealing with a particularly unpleasant situation or something that like a situation I'm going through at a time period in life it not only alleviates the tension and like negative emotions it also a lot of times gives me further insight and clarity into the situations I'm dealing with as I'm writing things down whether that's like an ongoing thing or a situation I had already resolved and gotten over, I might get a fresher perspective in terms of how I could have responded to the situation better. It gives me clarity and insight into my relationship with myself, my relationship with other people, and just my overall outlook on life. A lot of times it definitely like sheds light on just my fears and concerns as I'm writing things down on paper and digging deeper into why I was feeling a certain type of way um so yeah I'll definitely recommend it if anything it's just a great way to like alleviate any negative emotions you're feeling onto a piece of paper so that you're not carrying that emotion with you like For the rest of your day or like on to the next day however i understand that like journaling can be very time consuming like when i journal i used to journal for like half an hour to an hour a day and not everybody necessarily wants to take like half an hour out of their day to like write things down on paper that i totally understand um i've always picked up journaling like on and off throughout the years for like literally over a decade now I have so many physical journals just like scattered in different places Um, but now I stick to my five-minute gratitude journal. I highly recommend that if you don't want to do like the long-form detailed version of journaling that I just talked about. With a five-minute gratitude journal, I'm sure you've seen it in like your local bookstores because it went viral like a few years ago and it's still such a huge wellness trend Um, it essentially has a morning section as well as an evening section because you're supposed to reflect on your day like at the beginning as part of your morning routine and then at the end before like you head to bed. So for the morning section in the five-minute gratitude journal, it has like three things that you're grateful for today. Um, Three things that you want to accomplish for today as well as a daily affirmation section for you to fill out. And that's just such a fantastic way to set your intentions for the day to make sure you're in a good headspace before like you actually get your day started that's kind of what meditation also does for me except with the five minute gratitude journal it's more specific in terms of like what you want your day to look like because you're not only visualizing it you're also putting it down on paper so you have a clear mental image about what how you want your day to unfold or things that you wish to get out of your day or get accomplished from the day and then at the end of the day when you're reflecting on your day you're writing down three highlights of your day as well as what you learned today because that's essentially like the essence of journaling like the synopsis of everything boiled down to just a single piece of paper and honestly it really does not take long at all to complete this like I definitely think the five-minute gratitude journal, like the name, literally nails it in the headlights. Perfect for this journal. And to me, at least it has the exact same effect, if not better compared to the longer form of journaling because this five-minute journal is grounded in gratitude and it's very specific as um, with like the journal prompts in terms of like things you're grateful for, things you want to accomplish, and things you learn from today. So I feel like... um, carrying like the benefits of my long-form journaling got carried over into this like shorter version of journaling and I have noticed such a significant impact on my day-to-day life just in terms of my overall mood happiness and my overall state of being I definitely think like this journal is one of the biggest contributors to how I am just generally satisfied and content with my life on a daily basis because I'm reflecting on it constantly and like finding things that little things I'm grateful for and manifesting like the future I envision for myself as well as making an active effort to go for my goals so yeah I highly recommend you like going to the local bookstore and picking up a five-minute graduate journal I have the original version which is like the vanilla beige colored one but now they come in a variety of colors they have like super cute colors I don't even know exactly what they have but I remember looking at like a bright blue one um a deep forest green one was it forest green olive green I'm not sure but yeah check those out I'm sure you'll find a colorway that you personally like um okay so next up I'm gonna be touching on therapy I think therapy honestly is for everybody therapy is something I've been wanting to try for years I've always believed that like this is something that would be useful to me. I think it would be useful for everybody, but like say particularly, I was thinking about just getting therapy for myself. But there were two um, factors that were holding me back. One was the time commitment, and the second was like the financial commitment. Cause like, as we all know, therapy can be really expensive. Like, it's not easy for everybody to just like set aside a few hundred dollars to do therapy on a monthly basis. So that was definitely the biggest thing that deterred me from really considering going to therapy um, seriously. I just, it was always just like a fleeting thought. And It will be like, oh, it would be like beneficial, but you know, like the financial cost is a lot and not something that I could afford. And then earlier this year, I actually found out with my insurance, because I have insurance with my school. Um, they actually cover about 80% of each therapy session up to like a certain amount. But that amount is super high because I don't like actually use the other benefits. So once I like found that out, I was like, oh my God, this is actually like revolutionary. Like this realization and revelation, it was actually groundbreaking because after finding out my school insurance actually covers the majority of like, what would be my therapy cost that eliminated like that huge financial concern in mine. so then I um essentially just decided to like go for it and I booked my first session with uh, my school insurance like psychotherapy partner um they provide virtual therapy sessions I know um friends of mine that have like done therapy like, through other ways, they've tried BetterHelp, or they've, like, gone to, like, let's say, the school counseling or school therapy service. Um, I've never actually personally tried BetterHelp. I've heard mixed reviews about it, especially if it's just, like, internet reviews, and then with, like, uni's counseling services, I know there's quite a, like, quite a long of a wait time associated with that, and there's a lot of paperwork to fill out. There's a waitlist and stuff like that, so I wasn't, like, Particularly inclined to try school's uh, own therapy, like their own counseling services, because I didn't want to deal with the paperwork and the long wait time process. So I was so happy when I found out that, like, not only my school insurance offers like coverage for psychotherapy, but the fact they have a partner clinic that offers virtual therapy as well. That's like that has um, a booking platform that's easy to access and like you can just book your sessions yourself you can pick your own therapist um, stuff like that so that's why I did I kind of just picked one therapist like randomly by blind faith like because they had a list of who was available for counseling on their website and obviously I didn't have any prior knowledge experience or interactions with any of them I just picked one at random and um, it worked out like I really really love my therapist I really enjoyed talking to her I currently do, like, one therapy bi-weekly, so, like, I do two therapy sessions per month, and I really like the frequency of, like, the therapy schedule that I established myself. Um, This is my first ever experience of therapy, and I'm so happy that I, like, finally decided to do it because I have noticed, like, a huge impact on my life. Like, obviously, you can get advice from your friends, like, from your family, and, through just like self-talk and like self-realization, just time spent with yourself. But talking to my therapist offers like just even greater insight. Like it's just more, we go into topics of conversations that like are sensitive or really hard to talk about into more depth and it's just such a safe space for me to talk about anything that is like vulnerable or important to me that I might not otherwise feel comfortable talking with other people. And even if I'm talking to, like, just say my closest friends about things that are super important to me, like, my friends, they obviously come into the conversation with preconceived notion about the situation, or they might have their own very strong bias about uh, the situation or people involved in the situation about, like, me. But then with a therapist, they they stay impartial and they stay unbiased. They're not dumping their opinions on a situation onto you they're simply there to help you navigate through your thought process they're there to help you unpack your feelings your behavior patterns and your mindsets and they're there to like offer you suggestions and like potential solutions into like how to tackle things that you're dealing with in your life without um say making it about them or like trying to relate it to their own personal experiences like they're not coming into the conversation with bias or stuff like that so that definitely has really helped I I enjoy talking to my therapist about just my life in general and then we dive deeper into like say a specific situation and I always walk away from the therapy session feeling really inspired and renewed like I've never walked away feeling oh that was a waste of my time like that had never happened um so yeah, I would highly recommend therapy. I understand that it can be expensive. So maybe I'll like, I would suggest that you just look into your insurance provider to see if they also, oh my God, <laughs> my mic just fell, um, to see, sorry about the loud bang there, but to see if they also author, sorry, if to see if they also offer like just coverage on therapy, but if they do, I'll definitely, definitely recommend just like giving a shot, book your first session. Another thing I want to quickly talk about regarding like the topic of therapy is that I feel a lot of times when people have a negative image of, say, the types of people to go into therapy, whether that's oh people only people that are severely depressed will go to therapy or only people that are desperately in need of help will go to therapy, that you're actively holding yourself back from trying it out and like, um, getting the help that will contribute to you becoming the person you want to be um because if you have a negative image or association that people to go in therapy then you're gonna subconsciously be like oh I'm not like that I'm not that a person I don't need therapy but if you don't have if you don't buy into the stigma that some society members has regarding the notion of therapy then it will be a lot easier for you to make that um leap of faith and like make that commitment or at least be open to trying therapy. So for me personally, I've never really bought into the stigma around therapy or like thought of people that need therapy in any negative light whatsoever. I think of it as more so in a way that's like associated with positivity and courage because people that realize that they need help or um, that they realize having some help will really give them the momentum they need to continue down this, like, path of self-discovery and development wellness, and they actually take the step to pursue it, I find those people, like, inspiring and, like, like deserve a round of applause. And because I have that positive um, association with people that I realize I need help and they actually seek it, that's why I've never... Um, shut out the idea therapy, I've always been open to it. Okay, so that's the last thing I want to touch on. Um, the last hobby that I'm going to talk about in this episode is gym. So I've always been in insomniac, I've had the worst sleeping schedule ever since I was a kid. Um, right now I'm 22, like I'm just putting that into like context. So I've struggled with insomnia for like literally over a decade. I've tried everything possible, ranging from meditating before bed, from reading before bed, to like listening to white noises or like podcasts to like uh, ease my way into sleep. But insomnia is something that I've battled with for like a really long time. And working out and having a consistent fitness regimen is the only thing that has helped bring my sleep schedule back on track. Right now I sleep at like, a reasonable time everybody obviously have a very d- different sleep schedule but for me I go to bed right now like around 1 a.m ish and it's a pretty consistent sleep schedule I wake up feeling pretty rejuvenated like it it's a sleep schedule that is it, working for me so that's what I'm really happy about because before I picked up gym again I used to go to bed at like 5 a.m and I hadn't so bad to the point that I would sleep after 5 a.m day after day consistently for like over a month before I resort to like taking melatonin. And obviously at some point, like you can't take melatonin for more than say a couple of weeks. So I had to stop taking that. And also at some point, just literally stop working on me. So I'm really grateful that I've been able to get myself back into going to the gym and establish a consistent gym routine because it's a one thing. It's the one thing that single-handedly fix not only my sleeping schedule but also just my eating habits because before my eating habits were also just terrible. I would eat probably one meal a day my body would get so used to not eating I wouldn't feel hungry until like 5 p.m So I was the type of person that would be eating breakfast like 5 p.m and I had the most erratic eating times ever. <laughs> um, but yeah so I'll definitely recommend you guys keep an active lifestyle. Uh, I don't think I mentioned this in the podcast before, but I'm actually a kinesiology student. So if anything, the one thing my entire program has ever taught me is just how beneficial exercising is. I'm sure you're aware of all the long-term benefits of exercise and like how it minimizes a lot of chronic health condition risks. And yeah, like for example, like if you exercise more, like, your risk of developing cardiovascular health risks, like, your risk of developing cardiovascular health diseases or having dementia or stroke is, like, dr- drastically or significantly reduced compared to people that don't work out. So, but even for me, as a KIN student, it took me years for me to actually get myself into the gym because I did have gym anxiety, and it took me a while till like I actually... Uh, start going to the gym consistently but I'm really happy that I did if gym is an intimidating place to, for you um, there are definitely other places that I don't want to say places but there are definitely other alternatives that you can try out but I would definitely suggest you just keep an active lifestyle in general um, you can try out group fitness classes if that helps with say combating the fact that you might not know exactly what to do uh, when you're at a gym you don't know what workouts to do or what target areas to hit so maybe try workout classes I find those really motivating in terms of like just getting myself to work out uh, say I try spin for the first time like a couple of weeks ago and at the beginning of this podcast episode I was talking about how I was going to try Pilates but by the time that I'm recording now I already tried Pilates it was so much fun I have always heard like the benefits of Pilates I wanted to see what a hype was all about I did not know my arms was going to be burning the class was also just so like energetic um and I really enjoyed it like I definitely want to do Pilates again in the future so yeah maybe try out like just your local fitness classes and um if you're really not comfortable with going to the gym then do a home workout like follow some YouTube tutorials and do a workout at home So yeah, so that's all my hobbies that I want to talk about in today's episode, like things that has changed my life for the better. I hope you gained something from this podcast episode and I want to just quickly thank you guys for listening and for tuning in. I really appreciate you and I I hope you have a fantastic rest of your day. So until next time, take care, bye.